You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. It's Locked On Hornets. Today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Enjoyment isn't the end game, it's the whole game. At only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. You can subscribe to the pod on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get them. And you can follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets, at Walker Mail, and at Nod of the Scribe. I think we're going to pick up our player evaluations next week we're going to do that on monday and then after that we'll continue along with some of the other players we just haven't gotten to as of yet but today we've got some trade rumors to discuss and how they might relate to the charlotte hornets today there are rumors circulating around that damian lillard has officially requested a trade out of the portland trailblazers organization not is that backed by anybody extremely credible or is that just kind of being run through a lot of other is that just being thrown out there by a lot of other accounts right now Uh, What I would tell you is that, and and when we're talking about this, what I would tell you is right now, Henry Abbott of True Hoop is the first one to really report this, say it's coming in the next couple of days. Chris Haynes just recently, I want to say within the last five to 10 minutes of recording this, which is around noon, has released a basically a conversation where essentially Damian Lillard's asking for accountability and better decision making. So... I'm not saying that this is inaccurate. What I'm saying is this is where it leads up to. Right. My whole thing right now, and this is, and I want to know what you think about this a little bit, Walker. Dame's four-year extension, the one with all that money, hasn't kicked in yet. So you know who has all the leverage to this? Portland. Portland doesn't have to trade him where he wants to go. Like this is one of those where people are making this out to see to seem like, oh, Dame's got all the leverage. No, we don't. Unless he's going to retire or quit. Like, I don't see where the leverage. Yeah, I guess the leverage always comes and not. I feel like you're the one that brings this up a decent amount. It's all about how well do you want to do the player that's helped you out so much as a small market organization and how does that affect the way other players view you? So if you care about that, Damian Lillard, I don't know if there's a better representative of their organization than Dame, right? Like, is there a guy that Mm -hmm. means more to their current fan base than what Damian Lillard does? I Giannis that's Giannis is actually Giannis yeah, like, that's, that's it, it really, right? Like it's, it's Dame, it's Giannis. Luca hasn't done enough yet. And Luca has already had some quarrels with uh, Mark Cuban already. And so like, I just feel like it's Dame and Giannis who represent that very specific group of who means the most to their fans because they've been so damn loyal. They're clearly the best player in franchise history until you get to Kareem mm-hmm. with Milwaukee. But even I believe Lou Alcindor at the time decided to, you know, demand a trade out of there. Right. So you even only have yes. the very short stint and obviously Kareem played with the Lakers. So it's like Giannis is the guy that represents that organization as well as anyone. That's it. And so if you're Portland, I guess my point is, 
do you just try to get as many assets as you can in return? It doesn't matter where you're trading them. And you, even if it means somewhat quote unquote, doing them dirty, or do you really want to do right by Dame? Hey, you gave us phenomenal years. We got a Western conference finals appearance under our belt because of the way that you played basketball. Where do you want to go? We'll try to do our best. Here's where I, I, I want to answer your question. Like, they should do them the do them right this that and the third, but we're kind of glossing over the point uh, the big like stopping point in this. If Neil Olshe, GM of the Portland Trailblazers, decides to trade Damian Lillard, he might as well be firing himself. And I understand that there's ownership, there's like new ownership group that the, or and like it, it's not the worst best kept secret in the world that after Paul Allen passed, that the Blazers are looking to sell their franchise. So you're talking about a power vacuum where the GM now has all the decision-making power because the owner, the, the temporary owners are out to lunch, per se. I would also tell you that this doesn't help because, it, it, like, Dame's got no leverage. So if, and I keep stressing this, if, Dame wants to make this hard. He's going to have to take the James Harden approach, which includes getting a fat suit, gaining 20 pounds, and not really giving a damn until January where and making it so untenable. And I don't think that's possible. Now, it, it, like I said, I, I for me, I don't see this trade happening this year. It cannot happen until new ownership comes in. And fixes it because for right now if the blazers do try to trade him it essentially tanks the value of this uh, of the franchise well and and here's something and, else to think about though i mean if maybe it's not the kind of leverage most people think of maybe people just think damien has so much power but maybe the leverage with damien lillard actually resides in that he's 31 you think he has reached his peak as a basketball player right now maybe he's got another year of this maybe another 2 years of this but i don't think he's going to be better than what he's been giving you the last couple of seasons and if that's the case maybe it's the age realizing that this is your time to maximize that value because if you trade for Dame, you want this longevity on his contract. It's not the expiring or anything like that attached to Dame's name that would make him even more attractive. You want 43, 47, 50, 54 on your payroll. It's big boy money and I get it, but mm -hmm. you want him locked in because we still know Dame is going to be an awesome basketball player. I think that maybe that's where the leverage resides. It's not that Dame has so much power. What is Portland going to do? It's just that if you're the trailblazers, maybe you recognize this is peak value and, and, and man, we can talk about Ben Simmons. We'll get to him in a moment because he probably he definitely more closely relates to a situation that is interesting to bring Charlotte up in. But with Damien, yeah, you talk about that trade package. That is a lot going to Portland in order to get Damien because I mean, are we talking about yeah. a top 10 player in the league? We're certainly talking about you know, an MVP candidate with, with Damien, maybe on like the outside looking in it's, it's Giannis, it's Luca, it's Jokic and bead, right? Chris Paul, maybe. And then it's, you know, Dame is in that mix. And I know last year we kind of talked to, uh, talked about him like that. You're getting multiple first, you're getting a young established dude. And I think that's probably what you're looking at for Damien. Yeah. 
Yeah, that, like you're if if you're looking for that guy, like for Portland, you have to be able to reset your entire franchise. And by reset your entire franchise, I'm talking picks and cap. And I don't think there's anybody in the league that can really do that, maybe outside of Golden State. And even then, that's costing you Wiseman, Wiggins, both picks this year. Yeah. And a whole bunch of more picks coming (laughs) up. Like, at that point, you are essentially emptying the clip on the draft. And as we've seen right now, the only way to best – and I stress this. The only way to best re like regenerate your roster is first round picks. It's again, you have to hit on these low picks. Sometimes if you lose, you have to hit on these high picks. But unloading the asset chest is not something that you should be doing. And you know what? It's just a fun, like we we we're having this conversation. And there are probably a whole bunch of folks listening wondering why are we talking about this for first segment? Because this is Ghost of Christmas Future. Yeah, it's fun. It's Ghost. it's it's fun, right? And and also we'll, yeah. we'll make it local, right? Let's try to make it local. You know, yeah. one thing real quickly we could go to is I know Miami is the hot team that's mentioned for Damian. They could do it if they really wanted to. They've got. I, I'm not saying they should. I'm saying you've got Bam Adebayo. I think Tyler Hero is still held in high regard across the league, even after what was a down year compared to what he did in the bubble and and the finals. But maybe Tyler Hero is still valuable. I I forget how many picks that Miami has right now, but maybe that's a team that could find some way to to get Damian Lillard or what or and match him up with a Jimmy Butler or something like that. And that might be that would be attractive enough for Portland to mm-hmm. maybe even pull the trigger. But let's make it local, right? Let's make it Charlotte Hornets centric. You're holding on to LaMelo. Clearly, he is not a guy. He's untouchable. You are not sending yes. him out. You know, is, is there one Damien and a LaMelo backcourt? Assuming you don't have Miles, you don't have PJ, you don't have your 11th overall selection, you don't have like the next two. So, the next two first round picks, maybe yeah. to, to match the salary. You've got maybe Gordon Hayward getting sent back to to Charlotte, and that you know just like whatever. So so if you're without Gordon, maybe one of PJ or Miles, and then this year's pick and the next couple, I think that would probably match up. And so what is yes. what does that team look like? So you've got Damon Lamelo in the backcourt. You've got Miles or PJ, one of the two. And Mm -hmm. then you've got, you know, your Jalen McDaniels, I guess, is somebody that's seeing more playing time. Uh, You know, Terry Rozier. Are are you sending Terry back in that trade? Like, what does that team look like? Probably. probably. Yeah, go ahead. No, like, probably. Like, again, in, in this thought exercise, this team is decimated in some sort of trade for that. Like, and I stress this, decimated. Because you're probably talking about at minimum Terry Gordon and cuz you're also taking back bad salary too like that's the other part about this is you're probably well, Terry, Terry's back a Terry's of, is expiring that's going to be attractive it's expi- expiring yeah exactly but what i'm saying is you're probably also taking back a Nurkic in that deal and even then that's a lot of money to take on so what I'm saying is it decimates the youth on your roster, and now you are in win mode, win now mode. And while I've said we need to take steps towards winning, what I am not saying, 
What I am not saying is we jump from, hey, this is a fun story to, oh, my God, it's Eastern Conference Finals or bust. And adding a Damian Lillard is essentially saying, yo, we here for the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. Anymore. That's, that's what yeah. And look, it doesn't make much sense. We were trying to figure out how to have fun with it. And it's an interesting exercise, but I'm with you at the end of the day. It just doesn't make a ton of sense. I doubt Dame would want to come here that much. I don't know if there's anything that really could be worked out anyway, but that is the alternate universe in which we were trying to figure out what would work. Let's take a quick break. We should be talking about another guy though. We should be talking about a guy that's a little bit more realistic on the other side. That's right. Another superstar, uh, another all-star is available via trade talks. Yeah. And we'll get to that in just a moment, but not before we discuss Built Bar. Did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? There's something for everyone. They even constantly are rotating their limited time flavors that are often my favorite every single time, even if they do have the good staples like coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, orange, strawberry. They're all covered in chocolate. They're soft and they're easy to chew and they're healthy as well. Low sugar, low calories, high protein, high fiber. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off of your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. We got another star to hypothesize how maybe you could get that deal done. Coming up next on the Locked On Hornets podcast. This is Locked On Hornets. February is Black History Month, and the Locked On Podcast Network is honoring the challenges and success of black men and women in sports with a new series called Locked On Presence More Than... God almighty. (laughs) Keep this... You're you're not deleting this at all. This is going to end up being a a, a bit. I promise you. It's going to... No. No, it's going to be a bump. It's going to be a bump. Let it... Let it... Just let it be. It's time for more of the Locked On Hornets podcast. Bet online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. The second half starting up today. You can track all the action at bet online, get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs and uh, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC, MMA action. Head to the website. Use your mobile device too. You can sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts, promo code locked on. So Ben Simmons is the other guy that we need to talk about here, Nada, because that's the player that makes more sense in a potential trade with the Charlotte Hornets. Philadelphia, unlike Portland, Philadelphia is wanting to move on from one Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons contract Mm -hmm. is not as big as Damian Lillard's that is going to go north of 50 in the back half of his deal. Ben Simmons is going to approach 40, but not quite reach it in the back half of his deal. So it's an ascending contract. You basically equal out to about 35 million. The most he'll make is 38.6 in the last year of his deal. But that's, I believe, like three years out from now. So he's still locked up pretty damn long term. Bobby Marks, ESPN front office insider, phenomenal at his job. He joined 730 the game yesterday to talk with the afternoon rush, and he brought up a team like Charlotte. Now, when these guys do these hits, they'll often, hey, I'm talking with this market. I'll just throw out my ideas on if this team would make sense. But he did say Charlotte is a team that in theory makes sense. Charlotte has some cap space. You did the hardest thing that you can do draft your superstar to possibly lead you to big time things down the road. You've checked that box off. Is it time to capitalize on the possibility of bringing another star along with that superstar? Maybe Ben Simmons is that guy that you think can be resurrected into something that we once thought he could be when he was a first overall pick his first and second year in the league. So 
when Bobby Mark says this is a team that does make some sense, Gordon Hayward was mentioned on the Zach Lowe podcast when he was discussing this kind of potential trade, the salaries would fit. Philadelphia would certainly benefit from having Gordon on that roster too. What do you think about this idea and what are some of the players you think it might take? What are some of the assets you think it might take to get Ben Simmons? Ben Simmons makes sense. And people, again, there are certain people that have been arguing with me in my mentions about this for the last little bit because the last tape, the last little bit of Ben Simmons left a horrible taste in, the, in their mouths. For this team, if you told me that it would take two firsts, one of those protected, one of them this year, Gordon Hayward, and maybe another piece, and it may be a PJ Washington. Like, like if there was a way that the, the, the Hornets could acquire a just acquire Ben Simmons without giving up. Either Miles or PJ, which I don't think is possible, and only have to give up Gordon Hayward, and maybe have to give up like a McDaniel's, maybe another Martin twin, like something along the lines of that, and a couple of firsts. Like I don't see how you don't do this if you're the Hornets. You must at least ask. This is the open box specials of open box specials, and more importantly, at this point, I. Like, if we're talking about a guy that accentuates probably the weakest point of this de- of this uh, Hornets team, and that's the defense. If he can make you defensively that much better, and along with a Miles Bridges, and along with a P.J. Washington, if you're able to keep both of them, that fits this team into a more run-and-gun style. People are going to worry about the shooting, but closing with a lineup of LaMelo, Terry, Simmons, PJ, Miles, you have four of those five guys that hit at least 35% or better from three, which means that they're going to be a whole bunch of open lanes for Ben Simmons to attack the rim with. It makes so much sense, so, so much sense to trade for a Ben Simmons that I do not understand why everybody is so reticent to do it in Hornets land. Yeah, I'm not going to hop in your mentions, but I'll just go ahead and talk to you about it on a podcast. I'm pretty hesitant to do it. And here's why. So you look at Ben Simmons contract and again, in 24 and 25, he's making 38.6 million. By that time, he's going to be at about what? He's 24 years old now. We're talking about him being 27, 28 years old at that time. This is a player that his game relies heavily on athleticism, defense, facilitating, getting by guys, being an overall Mm -hmm. defense, just being an overall physical menace, right? Uh, The guy's got a lot of talent, but Nada, that is a big boy contract to you're paying someone to be basically close to the number one option on a team looking to contend deep into the playoffs. And that's just not him offensively. And so when you talk about giving up a Gordon Hayward to match the salaries, and that's just the kind of guy that makes sense in this type of deal, number 11 overall. And I mean, are you giving up PJ or miles or another first round pick, or are you giving up maybe a a lower tier player? If it's a Jalen McDaniels or just some kind of project that Philadelphia views has upside, but it's not like, you know, a complete reclamation. It's just Jalen hasn't completely blossomed yet. It's just, I just think that I'm going to hold on to somebody that fits better with LaMelo and Gordon Hayward. 
even if he is older, even if that contract does have three more years left on it, it is lower in total. And it goes down. And that I will give you that. Again, the, the Hayward contract does de-escalate. And that's something I don't think we talk about nearly so, enough with, with this. With that and so it's it's just the money, man. Like the, the money is so much to be paying to a guy that refuses to shoot. And here's the thing about Ben Simmons, too. I, I don't want to be one of these overreactors to what he did in the postseason. I really don't want to be the logical, the smart basketball take is, well, we can't measure his career based on the one postseason series that he had against the Atlanta Hawks. That's completely logical. And you're you're right. But this is also a guy that has been documented and reported on just refusing to do things that his coaches have told him to do as far as shooting the basketball. You know, and I saw Bomani tweet this out, and it's the point I've been trying to say as well. It's not like Brett Brown didn't come to practice one day and think, hey, just shoot more. Let's work on a shooting. Just stay in the gym. Of course, anybody with any basketball IQ point has said those words to Ben Simmons in the NBA. It's on Ben. Like, I'm not even saying that he's got a bad eye. I'm not saying he's got this awful attitude, even though there's some rumblings that he's kind of spiteful. Like, you know, even Jimmy Butler, they they chose to keep Tobias Harris because Jimmy Butler clashed a little too much with Ben Simmons, not Joel Embiid. No, those those guys are boys. It's that we're, that were boys. Well, Joel Embiid and they were. I I still think they kind of are, right? Weren't wasn't Joel Embiid the dude that was saying I hate to, like tweeting out watching Jimmy Butler run through the bubble? It was Embiid saying, "Man, I I wish we had that" or something to that line. I mean, oh no, I thought you I thought you were talking about like Simmons and Embiid. Oh right, no, no, boys. I'm sorry if I said that. I meant Butler and Embiid are still boys. Like okay. th- those guys are still close. It they moved on from clearly the better player because they didn't want to clash with Ben Simmons. And since then, we've seen him pass out of a short corner slam because he thought Gallinari was behind him because he saw Trey Young coming off of Matisse Thibel. He's still only shooting a couple of field goal attempts per game in the most meaningful of postseason appearances. He can't shoot free throws like his offensive limitations are extremely concerning. And and this is the other thing, too. We could have this conversation surrounding Giannis. But Ben Simmons was so much worse than Gian- like Giannis is shooting 30% yeah. from three, which isn't good. But Ben is shooting zero. <laughs> he's not shooting. Yeah, these he's atta- not shooting. And, and he can't. He's not yeah. Shooting. And he can't attack. And his free throw percentage, at least in the postseason, was worse. I know it wasn't as bad in the regular season, but in the postseason, it got to unthinkable levels. And we're paying that guy 35 mil total. It's 31 in 2021, 22, 33, 36, 38. And, and, and here's the other thing, too. I know I'm rambling, but I just this is this is my point, because I don't want to be like this Ben Simmons hater. But Bobby Marks and Zach Lowe were talking about this, too. And I completely agree. Bobby said if he was a free agent right now, are you signing him to a thirty three million dollar a year contract? Hell, let's go to thirty. Let's just go to a thirty million dollar year contract. Is that what you're signing him to? Because I'm not. And if I'm not doing that, Ooh, I don't know. About if, that. I don't know. If, about that if one. I'm not. And if I'm not signing him to a thirty million dollar a year contract, I'm definitely not trading a Gordon along with the first round pick, along with even a Fair. second tier guy reclamation project. Like we're going the wrong way in the negotiations <laughs> talking about Ben. That's my point on not exactly wanting to be all in. In theory, it makes sense, right? I totally get it. It's a worthy conversation. I'm just out 
at, at the end of the day, it's just not something I think I'm going to agree on. Daryl Moore is going to want something more. And I'm Mitch Kupchak. I'm not going to give up what he wants. Uh, and I, I think that's the thing. Uh, I'm at the at the right price. I am absolutely in on getting Ben Simmons. If it's not the right price, if you have to gut your roster, then I'm out. But I just want to, uh, again, I'm more of the mind that I'm not closing the door on it depending on what the price is. The price is too high. And by price is too high, I mean Miles Bridges and or P.J. Washington are in that deal. Then I'm okay. Then I'm okay saying no. But if they're not in the deal and it's only Gordon Hayward, who we're not sure is going to complete that contract healthy, yeah. I, 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 can't, I can't say, like, that's one of those where it's like, I yeah, straight up. I, now, straight up's different. If you want to go straight up, Gordon for Ben, I don't even like Ben Simmons defensively. He helps you so much. I mean, the, the guy yeah. is probably the best perimeter defender in the league. If you want to go versatility, he's probably the best defender in the league. And, and you know, we can do the go bear and the yeah. Embiid stuff. But it, hey, check him on the perimeter. I'll take Ben Simmons over anybody. I don't think I'm taking it. Yep. And so I get the value there. I even get having him like run center. But again, you know, we've got some positive lineups with the small ball lineup that we have currently in play. But it's not sustainable. It, it, that's my that's my point. Yeah. Is that a lot of it isn't as sustainable as we would like it to be. Yeah. Like and, and again, I'm not saying this is Simmons lineup would be more. sustainable. No, I get I get what you're saying. What I'm saying is, though. For what they have, like Simmons solves so many problems on defense that it would probably functionally eliminate the zone that they're running. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Uh, look, you talk about Gordon Hayward straight up. I'm here. Um, that That's cool with me. Gordon Hayward and McDaniels in a protected first. I'm doing it. Yeah. I mean, I, I understand where you're going. Like, that's that's fair. Um, yeah. I just wonder what Philadelphia wants, and I wonder what the market surrounding Ben Simmons is. That's I don't think that, and that's the other thing. I don't think the market is that high because there's so much smoke around there, and it's so the the entire discussion around a Ben Simmons is so toxic, mm -hmm. so so toxic that I don't think that there's going to be that much value, and I think Philly realizes. They can't bring him back at all. And I think that I think what is his value is probably the most fascinating question of the offseason as it currently stands. Yeah, I, I, I would exactly. I would love to see what team is trading for Ben Simmons. And if that moves the needle next year, I, I do think that's an extremely intriguing storyline. And it's got a little bit of a Charlotte Hornets twist to it. So there you go with the Ben Simmons topic. We've got one more segment to go. Team USA somewhat in shambles right now. I think I saw Brian Windhorst tweet out that they've currently got six active players because Kevin Love decided to mm -hmm. withdraw Bradley Beal. Some other players are in the COVID-19 protocol. We'll get to that and a couple of other topics. Who knows? It'll be a random one coming up next on Locked on Hornets. This is Locked on Hornets. We said it Monday. They lost to the Pips. They didn't lose to Gladys Knight. They lost to the right. Pips. They lost to the backup band. They lost to Steve. Now, granted, depending on the backup band, that this is still an impressive backup band. If it's like Stevie Wonder's backup band, then yeah, it's awesome. But if it's I was like gonna say. Kings, of, <laughs> Kings of Leon backup band, totally different. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. 
Today on the road to the finals, our NBA finals coverage is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. And at 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, we can all enjoy the games a little bit more this season. Well, we've got Devin Booker. We've got Chris Middleton in the finals right now. I bring those names up particularly because they're both expected to join Team USA once the finals are over and done with. Now, Devin Booker and Chris Middleton, they're giving it all for their teams that they currently play for in the NBA. And then right after that, they're going to have to try to win a gold uh, a gold medal with a bunch of players that look tired, too, <laughs> right now. Yeah. And are also in COVID-19 protocol and just aren't exactly as familiar with each other as maybe some of these other teams that have been practicing longer. How much trouble is Team USA basketball in NADA at one, maybe just winning gold or meddling altogether? I think they're in a lot of trouble right now, mainly because I personally I think that Team USA should have gone in a uh, gone another route in terms of how they just built the team. I don't think this uh, if there was going to be a year where you were going to tell some folks, "Hey, look, we're going to go with college players and we're going to just do that." get some college players in because COVID year, COVID delayed everything. The NBA game is going to be more important than the Olympics. Like this was going to be the year. They're in a lot of trouble. I don't see them. I don't see them meddling this year. I I really don't. Um, And now it's just a case of please do not catch COVID before the season and have a life altering disease happen to you. And now we've seen that Beal. We've seen that allegedly with Miles Bridges and P.J. Washington. And it may be, I think Jerry and Grant got hit with it too. Yeah, Jeremy did, uh, I think out of abundance of of caution, they're saying, hey, he's he's in protocols right now. Yeah, so that's the other thing. Like, I don't, like, there's a lot of this that I just, that, I were it me and I'm team USA and I'm only fielding six guys like at this point, if you and I guess here's the other thing. If you're Kevin Durant, what are you thinking right now? Like if you're Kevin Durant and you're potentially putting more miles on a structurally like a surgically repaired Achilles, at what point does this no longer become worth it to you? Because I'm not going to lie. It's getting points, getting close to the point where it's no longer worth it to do it. So. That's the other thing I would be worried about. If you're Dame Lillard, if you're Kevin Durant, like, and you know that you're ju- you're not judged on Olympic medals, you're judged on championships and conference finals and everything else like that. At what point do you just say, you know what, I'm no longer going to be a part of? Yeah, this. And, and it's a good it's a good question. I do think that maybe that gets a little overplayed. I think it's a worthy question, but the, the thing I I I've noticed when you discuss and look at USA basketball, those guys still have a lot of fun playing basketball together. I mean, there's a reason over the last couple of trips to the Olympics, all of the stars are still heading there until you just become ancient, (laughs) you know, like Carmelo was always one to suit up, right? Like he is captain America in that regard. LeBron James is playing. Kobe Bryant was playing. You still have all of the stars. We can go back to that funny video. I think released in 08 where it's Chris Paul, Dwight Howard, all of them are like going to this fast food slash gas station joint eating, I think some Wendy's and they're all having a good time. And whether it's the Olympics or whether it's just the world cup, 
you constantly hear the benefits of some of these younger basketball players teaming up with the veterans on that team. And so I think because they enjoy playing so much together because they have won that. And also it's just a good experience. I do think it still means something to them along with meddling. See, here's the thing. And because you're not looking at your Twitter feed at the time, and again, granted, it's almost one o'clock. Did I immediately so get proven wrong during my take? Is it the fastest take it proven wrong ever? Is that what you're about to say? Can you really? Uh, what, what I'm about to say is, can you really take the Olympics seriously when JaVale McGee has been named to the to the uh, Olympic 12 man Olympic? Yeah, team? that hurts, no doubt. <laughs> JaVale McGee. Like, hey, if like, he plays like, like he did the first half of the season, the first half <laughs> of the first game against the Charlotte Hornets, then JaVale is Captain America. He gets to strip yes. Carmelo Anthony of that title. I. Yeah. I'll never forget that game, Nada. I tweeted out. I, I, Neither me. I mean, what he go? He went like seven of seven. He did miss a shot. That includes like some running sky hook from 19 feet out to beat the shot yes. clock buzzer. He hits it, and the Charlotte Hornets are off to just an outstanding start, losing by a ton of points because JaVale McGee was too hard to stop. Yeah, exactly. I do remember that. And speaking of which, I've seen you Hornets Twitter. A bunch of y'all are trying to bring LaMelo's name in there. And I like, why? What do you what what's the gain from this? What is there to gain from LaMelo joining the, the, the team this year? Uh, I think now, it'd granted, be cool. I look, I just think younger players usually benefit from USA basketball anyway. Like I yes and no. Like for for this time with everything that we know about how the season ended for Lamelo, he was playing on his again that wrist he was playing on wasn't great. Get the wrist right, get the forearm right, get everything right, and then come into the season better prepared for a really super sophomore campaign. And if he's okay to play and he's got the full three months of rest in between to take the time off, then yo, cool, let's do this. But for right now, I don't want to see LaMelo anywhere near that place. JaVale McGee, really. I'm looking at my timeline, Nada. That, this is a real thing. I can't believe it. Yes, it is. Yeah, all right. Yes, it I, is. I guess we should be concerned about Team USA. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's insane. All right. Real quickly, I want to talk about Space Jam 2. I know you do, too. Uh, I haven't watched it yet. I guess it just came out today, right? Did it come out like on, yeah, it did. Or, did it come out on like Disney Plus or something? HBO, Ma- HBO okay. Max, and it's in, out in theaters. So, again, if, you ha- if you're one of those that listen, that's got kids and listening to this, I totally get why you want to go to this. But first things first, Walker, can we just have, like, can we take a minute to just beg people to stop putting out the think pieces, like, (laughs) on on, on this? Like, we're trying, again, people are trying to diagnose this movie like it's Godfather Part 4. And it's really not. Space Jam wasn't good. The original Space Jam was just, like, the soundtrack is better than the movie. And I think if you want to, like, bash... If you want to bash anything about Space Jam 2, it's that the soundtrack that was iconic back in the day is nowhere close. Like, you have Just Blaze and Kirk Franklin on a track, and it's a dud. Think about that. Think about what I just said. Oh, I mean, it's look, the, the soundtrack the soundtrack for the OG Space Jam, I mean, it's amazing, right? Like, yeah. and, and so, look, we can go to the OG Space Jam soundtrack, which is a part of the process. And if that's a part of the process, that's fine. But here's what I didn't like. It's the fact that a lot of people are trying to put this into the goat conversation. And LeBron does this a little himself because of course he's going to make a space jam too. He only brings himself that much closer to Michael, 
But are we really going to? I love Space Jam. Okay. I've seen that movie. Oh, my God. I, I can't tell you how many times I can quote it. I've I watched it at every single lunch break in every single summer basketball camp that I participated in, which was three a year. Okay. Like, so every time that we had to come in from running drills, we'd eat our lunch. We did the 30 minute after thing. We'd sit there and we'd watch Hoosiers. We'd watch Pistol Pete a bunch of white basketball movies. <laughs> We'd watch Space Jam and, and like Mike, we got to like Mike as well. Those were the four in the rotation. Okay. So I've seen all of those movies. I can quote every single one of them word for word. Love me some Space Jam, but we can't act like Michael Jordan was a good actor in that movie. Le no, LeBron James is clearly a way better entertainer when it comes to pop culture, when it comes to the movie appearances, when it comes to hosting events, LeBron is clearly better. It doesn't mean that he's a better basketball player, but Michael, as much as I love that movie, Bill Murray was great. Okay. Like I, I'm here for all of the Looney hold, Tunes. Hold, hold, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Let, 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 again, can we do air quotes in the great for Bill Murray? Oh too? no, he was great. I love Bill Murray. How can you not like, Bill okay, Murray? fine. That, no, no fair, air quotes, fair. but LeBron is clearly better than Michael when it comes to that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Very much so. And people are going to get mad at us and people are going to be like, how dare you say LeBron's better than Mike in X category, despite the fact that I forgot. What's that movie that um, he was in? I can't remember what. It I was. don't know, but it was with like, Amy Schumer, right? Actor. Yeah, like I think yeah. it was Amy Schumer, it, Bill Hader. A, yeah. Yeah, like he was a good actor in that. He's a better actor than Michael Jordan was. Like that, like there's that. What, what, what I think he doesn't get enough credit for when he was dancing and imitating Bobby Brown and doing the my prerogative, Yo. that was awesome. And that was when LeBron really broke out his entertaining chops, I believe, on the scene. I don't think there was anything really before that that made us realize, oh, okay, he's he's actually kind of good at this. Yeah, no, like he's a really, really good actor. So, like, I am not going to be the one. Oh, you know what, though? And here's the thing with LeBron. Because I know you saw that um that Mountain Dew commercial right. with him doing the dance like doing the salsa dancing, and I'm like, okay, he can move. He can move. Yeah, exactly. A ain't no hating for me. Uh, that mm -hmm. that guy can salsa, no doubt about it. I know. I don't know if I'm going to be the judge. I know I'm probably not the person that people are looking to for my salsa takes. But as far as what I saw, I thought LeBron did a good job moving, man. All right, that wraps up this edition of Lockdown Hornets. Thanks again to Built Bar for supporting the show. Tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Lockdown NBA, really any show on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Have a great weekend. We'll pick up our player evaluations and whatever happened over a Saturday and Sunday on Monday. We'll see you then. Once again, appreciate your support.